0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode number 564. My name is Brad Dowdy, and today I'm joined by a special guest, who you may ask, none other than Bryce Gillette of Luxury Brands of America. What's up, Bryce?
1: Hey man, how are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.
0: Good, good. About time you decided to join me.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's been a long time coming, right? <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: just, just so we're clear, that has very much been the other way around. <laughs> it's more like, <laughs> I, I like to be honest, and uh, Bryce has uh, asked me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it, and then we yeah. never do it. And then Bryce's yeah, like, right? yeah, 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 let's do it, let's do it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. I'm like, we never do it. So now we're doing it, finally. It was
1: like, it was like Baltimore this year, right? It was yeah. like I saw you in Baltimore, and I was like, hey, we should do it. You're like yeah yeah we, okay actually
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, like actually finally yes let's do it so yeah it it's good because I really want to have the distributor conversation yeah. with with someone and let our you know listeners know how this whole distributorship in our stationary world works and yeah. things like that um so we're going to talk a lot about that today so why don't you give me l- the little intro tell me about you tell me about what you do uh the company you work for just so everyone listening can kind of get an idea of where uh, where we're going to go today
1: yeah yeah so my name is Bryce Gillette um, like Brad said um, I'm our national sales and marketing manager, so I handle all the relationships between us and our retailers, as well as I run our Instagram, our TikTok. Um, I follow up on all the messages on both of those and also do um, help a lot with all the advertisements that we do, whether it's like Pinball Magazine or just any other print uh advertising that we do. So I kind of do all that. And um yeah, so I worked with Luxury Brands of America. We're a third generation family owned um pin distributor. And uh that was actually started by my grandfather some years ago, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. But yeah.
0: Definitely. Definitely. So yeah, yeah um real quick, what brands do you currently have that our listeners would be familiar with?
1: Yeah, so we distribute brands like Platinum Pen, Coliververse Inc., uh Banu Pen, Waldman um who else what am i missing um nebula note endless pen or endless mm-hmm. stationary they mm-hmm. do some great job with uh notebooks uh noodler's ink and uh, d charles girologio leather so put, put okay thing. Yeah. yeah kind of so, like all over the board
0: so. Yeah, which is good. Then we're going to talk about how all that comes to be. But I wanted to let our listeners know that hey, you've probably you yeah. probably especially yeah. if you're in the U.S., you've probably somehow you know been involved with with luxury brands' work. So the biggest question one of the one of the questions I had, and I've known you for several years, mm-hmm. and I've known you as Bryce at Luxury Brands, and you know, I, but I don't really know anything about you. So huh? I wanted yeah. to know. Were you a stationary fan before you joined the family business?
1: Yeah, well, so you know, like I said my grandfather uh he started the business, but he mm-hmm. before that he was always in the the writing instrument world. So I mean, mm-hmm. he worked for Sailor long time ago. Um he worked for Pentel, I think he worked for pilot at one point, I believe. So he was kind of all over zebra pen at one point. So he's kind of, and actually my uncle also worked for zebra pen. So uh, we were kind of always in that um, industry. And my mom uh, who works at, who's our COO, she and my uncle and my grandfather all owned a stationary print shop, like when she was younger. So it's kind of always been in the family. Um, but to be honest at the very beginning like I was always into stationary kind of just being in that world but that was actually not the world I was going into I actually originally got my undergrad and graduate degree in trombone performance from the New England, New England Conservatory Nice. so I was eventually I was originally going to go the orchestral trombone route in mm-hmm. like, playing orchestras um, and I did I you know I auditioned and Eventually, you know, won a job, but I just decided, you know what, that's, that wasn't really the path that I wanted to go down because also my wife was also going down that road. So we kind of did a 360 de- or 180 degree turn. She went to law school. I got my MBA and then we decided I, I started working for my parents at the same time while I was getting my MBA. So
0: oh that's okay that's super interesting see i'm yeah. glad i asked that question i didn't know yeah, yeah. so was it was it one of those situations when you're a, a kid growing up and you're a teenager going to high school and college Is like i am not doing what my parents do i don't want any yeah. part of this like i right. am just i'm i am out and then you get a little bit older and you're like oh wait this is actually pretty <laughs>
2: solid
1: yeah well and it was it was kind of like um Playing, playing trombone everything was amazing I, I got to travel all over the world I went to Germany and I went to Japan playing and everything like on orchestra tours and stuff and it, it was really great but then uh, at a certain level you kind of think about all the hours and the work that you put into it and what you get out of it and then you mm-hmm. start looking as you get older you, you you know you may have a family and stuff like that so you're kind of thinking down those roads too and sure you know, with my wife also, being a clarinetist um the chances of you ending up in the same orchestra is basically nil to none and we just didn't want to live that life you know of being separated because we know a lot of people that are separated like that Mm. and so that was just not something that we were interested in and yeah kind of to your point and then when you're kind of looking at it going yeah i guess actually working for my parents would be (laughs) It would have more benefits than <laughs> negatives. <you know? laughs>
0: yeah, the older you get, the a lot, lot better yeah. it looks. <laughs> right, right yeah.
1: right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, like, definitely working for family can be challenging at sure. times. But, you know, sure. it, it, I definitely think the positives outweigh the negatives, for sure. So, so
0: from a company's pr- perspective, uh, your grandfather yeah. started the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so, was it always kind of set up as the... Uh, distributor was like you were talking mm-hmm. about the print shop was that like considered like part of the business at the time back when he started it or was there no. the, always like this distributorship set up in
1: organization yeah no the print shop was oh, a while ago like when my mom mm-hmm. was young um and the the distribution luxury brand started i believe he started it in 2008 no 2004 2004 okay so, we're actually coming up to our like 20 year anniversary, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I um, mean, and he always set it up as a distributor um, mm-hmm. business. Um, and uh, yeah, that's just that uh, he always set it up. And actually, my grandmother, uh, my, my grandfather passed away some years ago, but my grandmother actually lives with my parents. Mm-hmm. And um, she, for the longest time, she, I mean, she was working in the warehouse when she was, you know, 20 years ago. When she was working in the warehouse, filling orders and stuff like that, so she's still very much. It's funny. I'll like go over to my parents' house and we'll be talking to her about the business, and she's like all there because she knows exactly, you know, what was going on and stuff like that. So yeah. it's definitely different than it used to be, but she's still yeah. she still knows what's going on. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. super
0: cool. So yeah, so when did when did you get involved, and and when did your parents get involved? I guess uh, as as the the business.
1: Yeah. So I got involved. Uh, six years ago this June, which is crazy. Okay. Can't believe it's been that long. Um, and my parents have been there for, I think 10 going on 11 years or okay. 10, uh, nine going on 10, something like that. So mm. um, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. And um. At- one point where y'all you were based in Texas, now you're in North Carolina. Is yeah. that correct? Do I have that yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Well, it kind of it kind of moved around a lot. Um, okay so it was it, it was actually started by when my grandfather started it and grandmother started it, it was in Georgia. And then oh, okay. and then when they decided to kind of pass the torch to my parents after you know, we've been in it for a little while, um, and we moved it from Georgia to Texas. Okay, and then we moved it from Texas to North Carolina. Okay. And I I, I, I kind of, I, I feel like I have something to do with it moving from uh, Texas to North Carolina. Because, you know, when I, my wife was going to law school in South Carolina, they were like, so you're going to move back to Texas when you're done, right? I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I really liked that. I was born and raised in Texas all 18 years mm-hmm. of my life was lived in Texas. So I was a Texas guy, like, through and through. But I was like, it's really hot. And it's really ugly. Like you gotta yeah. <laughs> I was like you gotta come to North Carolina, see the mountains and all the beautiful trees. And I'm like, yeah. you know, Charlotte, you're like two hours from the mountains, you're three hours from the beach. Like it's perfect, you know, it's awesome. And yeah. so they they came, they fell in love with it and perks of owning your own business. They were like, All right, up and move. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I love that. All right. Well, I'm ready to dig into this business real quick. <laughs> I, I, okay. I actually have a lot of questions. I think it's gonna be an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um trying to figure out, you know, how a distributor works in yeah. our, our industry. So mm-hmm. real quick, let me uh, throw it over to my buddy Mike for a quick ad read in this episode. And we'll be right back and
2: dig into these questions. This episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by ExpressVPN. It is so easy to have multiple streaming services and the cost can add up, which is why it can be good to discover ways to make the most out of your existing subscriptions. Quite often, streaming services, they have thousands more shows than you may think are available in the library because you don't get to see them all because there are different shows shown to you depending on the country that you're in. So what you see on Netflix where you are could be different to what somebody might see in Italy or Turkey or Australia. By using the ExpressVPN app, you can change your online location. ExpressVPN has over 90 countries to choose from, so when you run out of stuff to watch, you can switch to another country to unlock new shows. Like, for example... It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is on Netflix in the UK. So if I'm overseas and I want to catch up on the show, I can just change my location back to the UK where I live And I can watch It's Always Sunny. But you could check out Back to the Future on Canadian Netflix. Or what about The Wolf of Wall Street on Australian Netflix? I love that movie. And it's so easy to do so by tapping just one button where I can change my country and you could change yours. If you're using ExpressVPN, just refresh the page and you get access to that content. This means you don't need to pay extra to watch new stuff. At less than $7 a month, ExpressVPN pays for itself, and so much more. It's a no-brainer. So if you want to go and get way more shows and save money while you're at it, go to expressvpn.com slash penaddict. And don't forget to use expressvpn.com slash penaddict to get three extra months free. One last time, that is expressvpn.com slash penaddict. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and RelayFM.
0: All right, Bryce, can you give us the lay of a land of what a distributor is as it relates to our stationary industry?
1: For sure, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I don't think it's any any secret that, um, you know, pens are all over the world, where, you know, and and um, the Japanese market's really big and the German market's really big. So a lot of times with, with these markets being so um, – expansive uh a lot of the retailers in the united states can't um either you know either the moqs or the minimum order quantities really high for some of these brands like all over the world or the shipping i mean shipping so expensive and it's gotten <laughs> even more expensive now i think shipping costs since 2020 till now have gone up by like 400 percent yeah um so shipping costs were really expensive and also there's lots of taxes and tariffs that go along mm. with bringing product over Mm -hmm. so there's a lot i wouldn't say yeah i would say the majority of um stores either the the minimum order quantity is an issue or the shipping cost is an issue or the tariffs are an issue uh, financially Mm -hmm. so where distributors come in where whether it's us or any other distributor we basically take on all that all the bulk and having to store all that um, like, you know, some of our manufacturers minimum order quantity is $10,000. So mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot of retailers either don't want to have to put up that much money, which I can, it's totally understandable. It's a lot of money mm-hmm. or just to put, just to stock that much inventory would be insane. You know, right. for, and that's, a, for sing- most that's a
0: single brand. Like that's a single once. brand. Yeah, yeah. Single brand.
1: Yeah. Like, at once, <laughs> like your order has to be at least $10,000. So, right um so that's where we come in so we basically order a ton um house it here in the united states and it makes it a lot easier and then we break the bulk for our retail so we i would say um you know there's a few products that we sell that have um minimums like like for example preppies you have to order a certain amount of them just because they're small and cheap and you know that right. kind of thing but I would say 99% of the products that we sell, mm-hmm. they can either order a hundred of them or they can order one of them. So, and we, we try to make the retailers lives as easy as possible. So we, we bring in as much product as we can um, kind of thing, it's kind of similar how we do with pinchos. We bring as much product to pinchos that we can to where and that kind of eases up the, burden on the retailers to bring all that product because you know there's so many and also that's the other thing retailers there's so many different brands out there Mm -hmm. they can't they can't stock everything you know so um yeah that's kind of where we come and we really try to help them and help the market and also bring really really cool products to a market Mm -hmm. that wouldn't normally be there or be as widely accessible because there there might be some brands that only one or two retailers could bring in to where if we distribute them we could have it in a lot more stores and make it widely accessible for the consumer so
0: yeah and yeah. looking at it from the consumer's perspective it's really helpful for someone like my someone like me who's mm-hmm. into this stuff and wants to look at different pens and have different yeah. things you're facilitating that huge you know initial order from the manufacturer right. you're allowing now your customers uh so you're a customer of a retailer but then you have mm-hmm. your retail customers that are then passing on those products to us and you might have right. a retailer that you know carries five of a certain pin and then you they have a customer that buys one of that pin and you're helping that whole transaction process happen
1: right right yeah yeah exactly yeah. And a lot of times, too, you know, we, and again, going to the whole trying to help retailers as much as we can, we we also um, over the past couple of years have been doing, uh, you know, kind of implementing drop shipping for our retailers a lot more because okay. again, they have so much product and there's just so many brands now. I mean, I can't. I mean, even from when I started six years ago to now, the amount of pen brands and ink brands and everything have just like exploded. So uh, we kind of allow. um some people if they like to some people don't like to do it but they can put product on their website and then we'll drop ship it for them so sometimes you'll actually get it direct from us to where they don't have to stock everything but they can put everything on their website um so that kind of also helps our retailers out not have to buy so much inventory but still show all of the inventory if that makes sense so, okay, so you essentially,
0: yeah. you have like a big product warehouse, and mm-hmm. you can also run fulfillment from there if necessary. Mm-hmm. Run through, yeah. You have basically an inventory system, you know, that'll allow you exactly. to manage, you know, the incoming products as well as hey, let's do the this this dropship offering for right. Uh,
1: interesting. Right. I would. I yeah. was not aware of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So.
0: So. <laughs> I, I'm 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 giggling because I'm thinking of all the brands you carry in and, and the <laughs> warehouse and, and the management of huh? all of that. So like literally like what is your what is your day to day look like? You told me like what your job responsibilities yeah. are, but yeah. like when you show up, like what are you going? Oh my gosh, like we got we need to knock this out today. What are the <laughs> what are the what are those days like? You know, are we getting a big order oh, from yeah. Colorverse, and like where am I going to put all this stuff on the shelf, and how am I going to inventory this? So give me a little bit yeah. of uh, give me a little bit of a day to day. Taste of of what it's like at LBA.
1: Well, luckily everybody here does a really great job, and we all help each other out as much as mm-hmm. we can. So, like, um, even though I don't fulfill a lot of orders, I still go out and help with pre-orders. Or if we get like just swamped with orders, we'll all help. Um, I even got a uh, forklift certified to be able to um, operate our forklift. Yeah, so, you know, so it's <laughs> that color versus lot- is coming yeah. on a pallet. I'm sure, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would say probably. Um, I would say more of our brands come on pallets than, than don't, if that makes Mm, sense. So that's kind of why we shifted to a forklift. But anyway, yeah. So, you know, (laughs) like kind of coming in to the, you know, obviously content creation is always at the front of my mind. Um, whether it's Instagram or TikTok, I would say the, the thing that kind of makes me go, Oh no, I, I really need to do this is the TikTok videos. (laughs) <laughs> because you, it's always you're always trying to come up with something or do something and it takes a little while to edit them yeah um so <laughs> that definitely takes up a good chunk of your day for sure
0: for
2: sure
1: for sure yeah. so i would say that was it. i mean i love doing them and mm-hmm. everybody here is like oh And Bryce is doing a TikTok video. He's not (laughs) going to be around for like three hours. (laughs) Um, But but yeah, so they
0: see you coming with a camera. They're running the other way.
1: (laughs) I can't tell you how many times. Actually, I think our most recent video. I just like ambushed everybody that was there that day, (laughs) and I just asked them what they were like riding with.
2: Mm -hmm. So
1: a lot of times they're like, "Oh, damn it, Bryce is coming," you know. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so just talking to retailers online or through email or on the phone, just making sure everybody's getting what they're, what they need or if someone Mm -hmm. needs something, taking care of that, um, answering, uh, responding to people's voicemails that, you know, when people call in, whether it's retailers or consumers, um, we, we kind of all get consumer emails as well. So if someone's having a problem with a pen or something like that, we respond to those. Um, but I would say, you know, and then also, like, for example, right now, we're getting ready for the Chicago pin show. Mm-hmm. So this past week, we've been getting all of our crates ready. We ship out about 28 blue crates full of display stuff and and just boxes and pins and ink and just, you know, everything. So we've been getting ready for that. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of it, no day is usually the same, you know, mm-hmm. but I would mm-hmm. say the most hectic day. There's this one time that that made us all go, oh God. We literally, it was, it was a delivery day from hell. And I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but we all had we had it like spaced out really well. Like we were gonna receive platinum one day, and then like a day and a half later we were gonna see Colorverse, and day and a half later we were gonna see endless. And and somehow it all came on the same day. So we had like <laughs> we had like four palettes from color or from platinum come. Then we had like three or four pallets from Colorverse come. We had two pallets from Endless, so it was just this. <laughs> it was like you couldn't walk in the warehouse. And our warehouse is not small, and yeah. with the with the forklift and everything going, it was <laughs> it was a lot. So yeah, yeah, that That's was crazy. that was a day, yeah, for sure.
0: That is a day. All right, talking about those brands,
2: mm-hmm.
0: one of the things I'm curious about is how do you decide to partner with a brand? Um, yeah. say you're going to pick up a new product line or in, in kind of the same context, how would a, a manufacturer decide to partner with you? Right. Because it's, yeah. it's a two way street, right? For because, sure. you know, sure. there's, there's other options for both of y'all on, on yeah. both sides of the ledger. So let's start with how, yeah. how do you decide to, to, um, pick up a brand? Are you like initiating? Are you like watching things? you like having conversations like on the front end. Hey, this looks interesting. We think it'd be good yeah. for our market. Uh, how does that work?
1: Uh, yeah, it's definitely a lot of watching the market, um, a lot of a lot of perusing um, social media, and just seeing like what people are buying. You know, if certain retailers are starting to bring things in, because there are always certain retailers. Because you want to kind of see a few retailers bring something in, and before we pounce on it, there's there's a couple there's a couple of brands that we brought in just complete like zero representation in the United States um, that is pretty challenging to do to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. So we like to see there there be some fire in the market about it but then and then you know we'll talk to retailers and be like, hey what do you think of this? And they'll we'll, you know and we'll know it's a good brand or something that we would want to look into if you know the retailer like oh it's it's great but man shipping's so expensive or just something like that I would love or even uh, like a lot of times retailers are retailers because we have great relationships with like all of our all of our retailers a lot of times they'll reach out to us and be like hey you really need to distribute this brand I really want to carry it but I can't for XYZ okay. reason so but I would say a lot of it's market watching for sure um, okay yeah
0: and and based on the brands you carry like it doesn't necessarily the size of the brand doesn't matter because like platinum is a very, very large brand Colorverse yeah. is, you know, in our world, it's, you know, maybe medium size, but mm-hmm. in general, it's probably like pretty small. So yeah. you're more looking about like, Hey, probably more, what what can we look to just sell? It doesn't matter if like, it's a big company with a lot of SKUs or a small company yeah. with, you know, three SKUs, as long as it's hot and it is sell, we're interested. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, and you know, like platinum, um, when, when my parents took over, it was about the 10th of the size it is now. Yeah. so you I kind of wanted to
0: talk about that a little bit. So this is perfect. Yeah. Because y'all have kind of grown along with them from my perspective.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the ultimate goal. So, and I would say, you know, Platinum is like that. Newlers is like that. Colorverse has definitely grown a lot. The new has been a brand that has been steady growth up until this year and it's just exploded. Um, or really last year, actually. And so, you know, and, it, and a lot of it, I mean, the manufacturers do such a great job. Um, a lot of it is just, you know, just really just looking at the brands and um, just seeing the growth potential. And a lot of that is also them, I don't want to say working with us, but also mm-hmm. just kind of us talking about what the market wants to see because the american market it, it is very unique you know um and that was something that that waldman and i have to give my hats off to waldman they did an amazing job with is they went from yeah exactly he's he's holding up the blues at trivia <laughs> you know and waldman has done such an incredible job of doing that is you know they didn't they didn't have any representation in the united states and we met them in Paperworld, we go to Paperworld or Ambiente, or whatever they're calling it now, um, every year in Germany. And we were walking the floor. We saw Waldman, um, started talking with the CEO, Stefan, he's an amazing guy. And, um, you know, we just started writing with their pins. We're like, these are amazing. Like, how in the world is there, do you not have a distributor in the United States? So um, at that point in time, Waldman was a lot of silver, a lot of black, and a lot of white, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. great for the European market and for the Germans, you know, that's like perfect. It's what sells really well. And so for the first couple of years, we did well with it, but we knew we, it could have done better if there was a little bit um, I would say if they step out of their comfort zone a little bit with either like engraving techniques or color or both. So um, they created the Tango imagination, which is now like their bestseller and it's got a bunch of different colors, got a really cool engraving on there. They added colors to the Zetra Vienna, like you showed. So, and Waldman sales is, has, you know, gone up tremendously. So a lot of it's a cooperation with with us and hopefully the manufacturer and us can have a really good relationship. And we we work together because, you know, that's kind of why we want to work together. We're like, hey, you have an amazing product. And they're like, Hey, you re- you know your market really well and you can advertise for us really well in your market, so let's work together to grow that sector of the world. So,
0: yeah, that's one of the things I find the most interesting about this. Um, you know, this setup is how a distributor like yourselves is able to go back to a manufacturer say hey mm-hmm. this is what our market looks like this is what they're looking for hey, look at this brand over here they're doing X <laughs> yeah. right and yeah. like you have you have this in you right like I feel <laughs> like y'all can do this I believe in you. yeah right I yeah. believe in you like can we have this can we yeah. think about doing this for our market you know mm-hmm. and just to, to clarify luxury brands is US distributor for these brands right that's the the territory um, we didn't clarify so, that earlier
1: yeah yeah so platinum is US only all of our other brands were North America. So we gotcha. do Platinum. Okay. I mean, we do uh, United States, Canada, Mexico. So Okay, okay. Yeah. So
0: like you go to these brands, you're like, look, you know, I feel like we 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 know our market pretty well. We've proven yeah. this. Like can we go back to to, you know, like you did in Waldman? Like I imagine some companies are like pretty open and receptive to that and yeah. some may like eh, you know, we we've got it under control. So what is yeah. what are those conversations like? Are you able to bring that information pretty openly?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, uh, definitely. Yeah. I would, you know, and there's been brands in the past that we've parted ways with that. It just, you know, just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, I think a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of it had to do with that, but I think it it was, um, some things definitely had to do with that, but I would say the Mm -hmm. majority, absolutely. The, the majority of the brands are really open to that because they hire you know, we work together because they're trusting in, our ability to bring them good ideas. So, you know, like for example, the Butterfly Nebula ink for Colorverse. If anybody doesn't know what that is, it's a two-bottle set that we debuted for the cover of PinWorld magazine. Because um Colorverse was the first ever ink company on the cover of PinWorld, we actually kind of came to Colorverse with the idea. This was this is the color that we want. We kind of want a monochromatic or you know, sheening, glistening ink that's just you know all all sorts of craziness and they made it and it it did great so a lot of times we do we definitely do come to the manufacturer with ideas um and um i would say the majority of the time we're really really receptive to it so yeah Yeah. like in terms of like for example we'll give you kind of an an opposite example of that Mm -hmm. platinum we've been working with for a long time we i think if it if it wasn't platinum, it was noodlers, but one of the two we've been working with longer, um, about like 10 or 15 years. And so we we have a really great relationship with them. And for the longest time, we were trying to get a North American or US exclusive 3776. And mm-hmm. for the longest time, they're like, No, absolutely not. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay.
0: Not a but conversation.
1: Like, yeah. But like <laughs> we've, you know, um you know, with our like Yeah, I guess because of our tenacity is why they hire us. And it's also, (laughs) you know, we didn't really leave that alone. So, you know, the next year we're like, hey, can we do it? We're like, no. Hey, can we do it? No. So it was literally about 10 years of us annoying (laughs) them and asking them, hey, can we get a U.S. exclusive? And they finally said, okay. So -hmm. we did the Carnelian Sunset, Mm -hmm. and that was great. And um, so we're actually planning on coming out with – the new a new one later this year and then we have something that we've been working on kind of in the same um respect as a north american exclusive but like a little different something that really is cool that's coming that we've been working with platinum on for a while is also coming later this year as well so i i think uh, you know with platinum i think they were like yeah let's let you prove yourself and see like how this goes and like let's let's up sales a lot and then we'll do it um, but Waldman, you know, and then you have the opposite where Waldman's like, absolutely, whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. If, if you buy the MOQs, we'll, we'll do it. No problem. Gotcha. As long as it's within their, like what they want to do. Sure. You know? and, yeah. As long as it represents. can do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's got to represent the brand, right? Exactly. Like, they're know, like, we're not so. going to do
1: a plastic pit. You know, right. Waldman's just not about, it. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Silvers, metals. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. All right. I want to talk about products a little, a little bit more. Uh, let me, uh, let's, let's hear from my good buddy, Mike again for our, our next ad spot in this episode. Thank you to our lovely sponsors and we'll be back in just a second.
2: This episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by Pen Chalet. Pen Chalet are the place you should be going when you want to pick up any new products. Whether you want a new rollerball, a new fountain pen, a ballpoint, mechanical pencil, maybe you want some ink, carrying cases, a pen holder, maybe some refills or converters, it does not matter. You should go there first for two reasons. One, it helps support the show. Two, you get a 10% discount code on anything at LA when you go to PennChallet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password Penaddict, where you will be able to get that 10% code that you can save on anything at any time over at Pench LA believe in fast and reliable customer service and they run discounts every couple of weeks and they're always adding new styles of pen there too so you've always got to keep going and checking back but you've especially got to go and check for this week's secret offers over on the pen chalet by going to penchalet.com and clicking the podcast link at the top of the website enter the password pen addict and you will be able to see a list of exclusive offers just because you listen to the show this week so exclusive i can't even tell you about them you've got to go and look for yourself Pen Chalet has limited edition pens, all the accessories you're going to need. They sell internationally with very reasonable shipping rates and they have free shipping on orders of over $75 in the US. Pen Chalet has low prices on high quality pens and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So please help support this show and support a great company by going to penchalet.com, click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password penaddict. You will then get access to the special offers for this week and to get the ten percent code that you need to save on anything at any time over at Penchalet. Our thanks to Penchalet for the continued support of this show and Relay FM.
0: Alright, you're starting to tease a little bit about what's coming, <laughs> you know, later. Yeah. And you know, I, yeah. I like to get into uh um Bryce's uh camera role at at Pin shows when I see him. He's like Bryce, yeah. like, hey, hey, look at this. Come here, come behind the camera come look at this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. tell us tell us what you're excited about, what's coming down the pipe that uh we should all be excited about.
1: Yeah, so um I know that Vanu is coming out with new pins this year, which new when Vanu comes out with new pins, it's always really exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, their their move from Russia to Armenia was really challenging for people who don't know. They moved last year from our, uh, Russia to Armenia. When they were moving, they couldn't move their manufacturing equipment. So they had to rebuy everything. So it's, and then they had to outsource, outsource certain things. So they've done an incredible job, you know, keeping up with demand and everything, especially with how much demand's gone up. But um, so the is supposed to come out with a new pin this year. So that's really exciting. Um, Like I said, Platinum, we're coming out with a new North American model 3776 later this year, which will be really, really cool. We're also launching an entire, uh, uh, can I say that? Yeah, Um, an entire, (laughs) I'm trying to, I'm trying to see what I can and cannot say. Yeah, this Um, is
0: how our conversations go in person as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're launching an entirely new thing let me just put it that way an entirely right. new thing with platinum later this okay. year it's something that they've never done before so it's, it's really exciting um it's something that we've put a lot of thought and work into and platinum was luckily um you know was gracious enough to kind of let us do it so nice. i'm really excited about that um yeah you know waldman came out with their it was their 105th anniversary this year so they came out with the jubilee which actually I, I helped kind of design a little bit, which was, which was nice, and it's now completely sold out. So Waldman has, um, and I have to be careful with what I say with this, but Waldman has two new pins coming out later this year that's going to be very, very limited, and it's going to be very, very special. Um, it's going to be something that um, has... Rarely, if ever, been seen in the pin world before. It's been seen mm-hmm. in other, other like luxury at places, maybe like watches and things like that, but mm-hmm. never in the pin industry. And so, um, when we had our meeting with Waldman in January, they kind of showed us what was coming, and it's going to be it's going to be really, really cool. So, if you're a collector or know a collector, definitely keep your eye on Waldman for later this year or maybe into next year because. It's definitely something that will be um, pretty spectacular. So,
0: yeah. So, y- y- you kind of made me think of something here mm-hmm. when you're talking about like your product calendar out in the future. Some of these brands are working way far out ahead. Um, how, how hard yeah. is it to manage like what you have today? The new stuff coming today, yeah. the stuff you got to get ready for six months from now, the stuff you got to get ready. You probably have stuff ready like for like 2024. Yeah. It's like, Oh, this is a 2024 push. So yeah, like, what a, how, how do you, how do you juggle all that?
1: <laughs> uh, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and you know, it actually, the farther out it is, the easier it becomes. So like platinum, mm-hmm. platinum does a great job and uh, well a lot of the manufacturers do a great job um but pl- you know platinum like january to february they're kind of like here's here's the entire year this is what's coming
0: yeah always people always ask me my favorite time of the year i always say february because that's when all <laughs> the uh, japanese stuff tends to come out
1: yeah um so yeah i mean it's just a juggle and um luckily i kind of have i i kind of have everything in a calendar with reminders and stuff like mm-hmm. that and um and yeah. Uh, my my emails kind of go out to all the I kind of make all the all the announcement emails pretty much as soon as I know about it, mm-hmm. um, and then I just have them automatically send out you know to the retailer. So it's kind of automated as much as I can make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But you know, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a juggle for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then
1: like you know, there'll be times where I'll be like, no wait, which which product is this? Which one is this? Because <laughs> like Colorverse, for example, just released. Two two new inks. They added to their Glistening Series inks, and then they just came out with like the Nebula Series inks, and they both mm-hmm. showed up at the same time. Um. So yeah. So it's just it's kind of a it's it's a juggle for sure.
0: Yeah. So speaking of juggling, and you meant you alluded to this uh before. We are talking before the Chicago Pen Show this year. This this mm-hmm. uh, episode will not drop till after the Chicago Pen Show. But like, this is a good conversation to have mm-hmm. yeah. because y'all travel to. A decent probably double digit pen shows every year so tell me a little be, bit yeah. yeah
1: yeah it used to it used to be double digits and then we kind of pared back some of them just cuz we we're like man that's a lot of time out of the office so we so we pared back on the amount of pen shows but we're adding more um we we're, we're seeing retailers more or doing like in-store events that they have a brick and mortar store so we're doing that more now um so we go to i think we go to like seven or eight pen shows a year um and you know that's always kind of evolving there are always you know there's the staple shows like dc san fran things like mm-hmm. that that are always constant and then there are some shows that were like mm, it hasn't been like it hasn't been great the past couple of years maybe we should mm-hmm. take a break from this show and do that one and kind of go to a different area you know yeah um but yeah i would say we do like seven or eight a year we always do we always do um we don't like exhibit, but we just attend Penworld sure. or Paperworld or Ambiente in Germany, just because that's a great place. Because basically all of our manufacturers are there, so it's a great place to have in-person meetings with all of them at the same time um, or within the same week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do that. We're actually starting to. We're going to be adding um, uh, Atlanta's American Mart and I believe New York now. Um, this year so the big trade shows with the big build-out booths stuff like that we're adding we're looking to add those this year so that'll add two and then um just a bunch of retailer events so yeah
0: nice nice yeah so what's your what's your pin show expectations when y'all go like what are you trying to do there is that a marketing event for you is it yeah just get the brand out in front of everyone right and then and then uh backstocking retailers
1: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) so it's kind of like it's kind of threefold for us so It's a great chance to go see our retailers in person. Um, And a lot of them, we go to the same shows. So we get to see them multiple times a year. And it's really convenient because we can talk to them there. And otherwise we may have to fly, you know, all the way across the country to see them, you know, so it's really convenient to be able to see those retailers multiple times a year, talk to them, show them what's new, that kind of thing. Um, Not only that, but we also really like talking with the consumers what we always tried to do with luxury brands is to really break down the wall that existed between distributor and the consumer. And so we really like talking to, you know, consumers and just showing them the product and letting them touch it and feel it and take videos of it, pictures, asking us questions, stuff like that. Really just like what you're saying, just getting the brand in front of people. Yeah. Our goal is not to, because also we don't sell direct at shows. All the sales always go through our retailers. Um, which is important for us, um, and yeah, it's all about just getting the brand in front of people, you know. And you'll see, like throughout the years, like for example, Banu, people are like, oh yeah, Banu. Like I saw those online, and then like more and more people will either just be walking around and stumble upon Banu, to where now they like come to the table to see Banu, you know. Right. Or like Walman, well, you know, because it was totally unrepresented when we took over, um, or when we became their distributor. Um people would come up to our table and be like, hmm, I don't know, Walman. Can you tell me about it? And now people are like, Oh yeah, I know Walman. I have like one or two, or I've been looking at that one, you know? So it's all about trying to get it in front of the people and touch it and feel it, stuff like that. So
0: Yeah. All yeah. right. So a, a general business question, which I, I didn't prepare you for, but I think it's a, I think it's a fair question. It's probably something y'all think about yeah. constantly. Um, what's your uh, general state of the industry right now what are your feelings like um oh. for for stationary? A i know big broad question we saved that to drop that in later That's because and i i ask you this because i feel like i always have my finger on the pulse and kind of have an idea of what's going on yeah but my viewpoint is from people who listen to a podcast about pens, right? They're a very specific customer, right? They know a lot. They're generally experienced. We have a lot of new users, right? But but I don't necessarily get a broader picture Mm -hmm. that a distributor might. And so, Mm -hmm. like, clearly you're going to tell me it's going great. Like, I have no (laughs) issues with that. But just in a general sense, like... I've seen luxury brands grow as a company mm-hmm. over the last five to 10 years that I've yeah. been doing this. And it seems as an outsider that it's pretty healthy, like the stationary industry that we're all in. Yeah. What are yeah. What is your general feelings about the overall market? Because I, I will posit this one thing maybe to jump off on. I do worry about like skew overload for like a lot of people, not just like yeah. retailers for consumers, yeah. things like that. So if for that's sure. my little my little sidebar like what is your general taste take of the industry as a whole
1: Yeah, skew overload is definitely a thing for sure Mm -hmm. and like i was saying earlier um the pen industry even what it was six years ago when i started is completely different i mean Mm -hmm. the amount of brands that are out there now whether it's ink i mean the amount of ink brands that are out there now is ridiculous i mean it's like I mean, it was like your staple five and now it's like, I can think of 25 off the top of my head. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, Right.
1: So skew overload is definitely a thing for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, you know, and I'll kind of segue into this. So my, my mother-in-law, she works, um, she is an accountant and works for an automotive group. And so she would go into, let's say like five years ago, she would go into a meeting everybody, all age groups would have iPads or laptops. And now she's kind of seeing this interesting turn to where now she goes into a meeting and all like the 40, 40 ish and older people Mm -hmm. have iPads and all the 39 and younger have like Mm -hmm. leather bound journals and fountain pens. And she was like, Whoa, that's, that's kind of a shift, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's probably because, and this is what I've always told everybody, is my thought and why maybe fountain pens and journaling kind of um, attracts younger people or starting to attract younger people. It's just like technology and iPhones and iPods and, you know, iPads and all that stuff. We, like, grew up with that. We grew up during the boom of that. So we're just kind of like, yeah, it's cool. You know, I mean, it's Mm -hmm. very normal for us to just have you know, to be around it. And it's not really special quote unquote um, to where we didn't grow up with fountain pens at all. And so I think people are like, oh my gosh, it's like so nostalgic or it's like, it's so, it's so retro, you know, (laughs) how people talk about that. So I think, I think in, in that kind of term, I think in those terms, I think it's a really healthy industry and I think it's going really well. Yeah, And I think it's starting to pick up a lot. I mean, even just sales of certain brands and then you have you know and then you have brands like the that is like totally pushing the bounds of right what fountain pens are and who fountain pens um, market to you know right and that that i you know i gotta applaud Benu because they totally really took a, a sector of the market that mm-hmm. didn't really have a lot of offerings and gave you know i the younger crowd Really flashy, really eye-catching pins to kind of go get that are at a really accessible price point too. Yeah, so
0: that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. and I I definitely see them as one of the 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 more interesting brands, and you know I love them. So like yeah. I, I think it's it's super cool to see them. So yeah. I I think you're right. Like we've always talked about like the transition from like digital to analog and and vice versa, mm-hmm. and the way I see it is similar to you in that the digital tools used to be part of our identity because they were new right well, now they're ubiquitous everyone's yeah. got the same thing and doing the yes. same thing so it's not unique it's like anymore. a new
1: iphone every six months
0: yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and so like so. even though there's a million skews out there on pens like we we're talking about like i yeah. can still find the one that tells a story about brad right, right. and something exactly. that i enjoy using and something i can express myself with and exactly. that's now my unique piece myself as opposed right. to my phone where, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, it's like, oh, man, you got that phone? Let me see that phone. Right. And now it's right. like, no, no one cares. Like, never. So I do think there's always this like yeah. new customer coming in that's finding these things out. So I, I I, like I feel like like we're in a very healthy like business, even though like, you know, it's it's growing by leaps and bounds like over the past decade.
1: Yeah. Kind of going with what you were saying. You know, I remember when my friend in middle school, his name was Mark, got the Motorola Razor. Yeah, I like almost lost my mind. I was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, you got one of those? It was like the coolest mm-hmm. thing. And then when my friend Jake got the first iPhone, it was like Earthship, yeah. you know. Yep. And I think you know, and if you think about other industries too, let's like say, um, I don't know, like clothing or jewelry or something like that. I mean, that mm-hmm. that's an. I mean, that's a level of skew numbers that I, mean, <laughs> I don't think the yeah. pen industry. I I wouldn't say never, but it will take a while to get to. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people still find what they want there, mm-hmm. you know, so I yep. think, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. And I think the consumer will probably adapt to kind of yeah. what you were saying. I'm going to find the brand Pitt, you know, that right. I like half that,
0: you know, right. So. Right, right. Yeah. All right. That's enough business thing. I want to get you out of here on one question. Like <laughs> you, right. you ran, you ran around the office the other day asking everyone what they were using, what pen, yeah. what paper, what ink. I want to know, Bryce Gillette, what are you using? What is your yeah. go-to pen right now, your go-to ink and your go-to paper? You sell all three. I assume it's going to yeah. be one of your brands. But so I got to know what are the ones that you're using right now?
1: Yeah, so um the one that's like on my desk right now that I actually totally forgot you were gonna ask me that question, so I just had it there is the Waldman Titan. Oh it's, nice.
2: It's
1: the it's it's just like really understated and it's it's just a really clean looking pen. It's actually Waldman's first solid titanium pen they've ever done before. It's limited to two hundred pieces worldwide. And I just I just thought it was so cool. I mean like the shape yeah. of it's like really nice and it's just it just it's just nice. Yeah, I like it a lot. So that's what I'm using in that. Um, I'm kind of on this like brown ink kick lately, and I don't know why. Isn't that uh,
0: interesting? Yeah, yeah, I am with and, you.
1: Yeah, I, and you know, I like a couple of years ago when people started coming out, or when you know, I would just look at brown inks. I'm like, who in their right mind would use a brown ink? And now I'm like all about it. I think I think this pen has Colorverse Coffee Break in it,
2: mm-hmm. which is
1: like one of the best browns out there. It looks great. Um, and then another, another pin I have in here is the, um, Waldman Tango. This one I've had for actually, since we started distributing Waldman, um, it's got like a ruthenium clip on there. It's pretty cool. Uh, and then, you know, I have, I have like like the news everywhere and stuff like that. So, but I would say, yeah, the Waldman Titans might go to, that's, that's what I'm using right now.
0: Yep. And then when I see y'all at pin shows, y'all are all writing in, 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 some endless notebook, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yep. Yep, you know, writing in the writing in the endless notebooks. Um, uh, Yeah, and um, the the endless actually pin companion is kind of what I have everything in right now. Oh, nice! It's cool. It's it's got like room for a little cartridge converter in there. The five pin has like an area for the little storyboard, Mm -hmm. and the the um, little elastic things uh, where you put your pin is adjustable. So. I'm sure I'll grab this right now for people yep. who can't see it, but i We'll know, have a have link
0: a, in the show notes.
1: Yeah, I have a Waldman Commander and a Kawiko uh, Lilliput in, in oh, here. Oh yeah, and it fits fire blue. Yeah, it fits oh, yeah. Like totally fine because um, it's like adjustable. So that's yeah, yeah,
0: cool.
1: yeah, yeah. So
0: cool. Well, you'll have to yeah, show man. me that. Yeah, you'll have to show me all the new pens. I'm expecting to see some more clicky clicky things when I see you <laughs> in yeah. Chicago here yeah. in a couple of weeks. Maybe some yeah. that we can share in the in the near future. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to shout out before we go? I'll have a link in the show notes to the site, all the products, all that fun stuff. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, just thank you to you for having me on. Uh, anybody Absolutely. who doesn't know who we are, we're on Instagram at luxury underscore brands of America. Definitely go check us out um we hope you have a good time uh listening to this and going to our instagram but uh yeah i appreciate you having me on it's been a blast
0: you got it and uh i will see you very soon thanks for joining me talk to you later
1: yeah see ya